All right, let's get to it. So in officially less than 90 days, I will no longer have to say the word fiance, which is great news. And with the day quickly approaching, I thought it would be a good opportunity for me to really start shedding some light for all you young couples out there about the unexpected things that come up when planning a wedding. Before I dive in, let me give you a little background here about what I've been going through. I proposed in June of 2021, so now it's officially just been over just been over two years, which is a fairly long engagement. And when I thought I proposed, I was like, all right, you know what? My hands are clean. I'm done with this. Now the wedding part is on her. But boy, was I wrong. At first, she took care of most of the things. She found the wedding venues to look at. She found the photographers. She took care of all the save the dates, things like that. And I was pretty much just along for the ride. Basically, I just went wherever I was told to go. And it was great. But as the date approaches, I'm slowly getting more and more involved in the process. And there are just so many things that we're getting caught up on issues, roadblocks that I just never would have anticipated. So let's first talk about the unknown events that are all based around the idea of celebrating the actual event. First, you have your your engagement party. Now, I'm not a fan of families really getting together. In my opinion, there's almost no reason for it. In a way, it's like a forced friendship, which I discussed in a very early episode. But nobody wants to deal with a forced friend. It's an obligation, right? Just nobody likes it. But anyways, my my future in-laws threw us an engagement party. And I was already stressed because it was the families getting together really for the first time, which is just a scary thing. And my parents are divorced, which adds another awkward level to the mix which is no fun but leaning up to the engagement party my fiance says that she wants to she wants to bring the dog over I'm never a big fan of bringing the dog to other people's houses especially when there's just a lot of people there it's never never works out well I'm constantly having to watch him make sure he doesn't like run out the front door people leave it open make sure he's not getting into shit that he's not supposed to get into but eventually I just say fuck it right My goal is to make her happy. And I say, if you bring him, you need to watch him. And within the first hour of everyone being there, the dog slips into the jacuzzi, just falls right in, and her brother has to run over and jump in and fish him out. And I'm just fuming, right? I am so mad, and I'm just fucking pissed off, and it's insane. And I have to spend the next three hours just managing all these awkward situations, all these family members together for the first time. It was, it's just bad. There's actually one picture of us where I just look so, I just look so fucking upset. And looking back at it, it's actually a really funny picture because you could just tell I'm just mad. But that was event number one. Now, what a way to just kick off the festivities, right? Next comes the bachelor and bachelorette party. Let's stay on the topic of forced friends for a second. I have a very segmented group of friends. There's people from work. There's people from college, in-laws, brothers, my best man, someone I've known since preschool. And the last thing I want to do is just create this ragtag team of just random guys and force them to all be together on my behalf. That just doesn't sound appealing to me in any way. And in all honesty, I'm not really your typical like bachelor party guy for a few reasons. First, I hate spending money. I hate it especially right now. So that pretty much rules out nice expensive dinners, 
uh, big trips, strip clubs, huge waste of money in my opinion, unpopular opinion. I don't like them. It's not worth it. Second, I don't like to drink and I don't drink like I used to. I just feel horrible now if I do. So getting shit faced with, which most people want to do, just isn't, it's not appealing to me either. And lastly, I don't like being the center of attention. And from my personal experience, the the groom-to-be is always just having a completely different experience than the rest of the bachelor party, really. They're just being fed drinks the entire night, and they're just put under this microscope to make sure that all the guys are making sure that you're having fun, right? They want to make sure you're having a good time, so they're doing everything they can to do that for you, which is stressful. And I'll have enough eyes on me at the wedding as it is. So as of right now, I think I'm going to skip on the bachelor party it's not on the table for me right now i don't think it's the best move it's just something that doesn't appeal to me and so many people are giving me a hard time for this but it's just like it's something that i have to do but i just i don't know i don't want to do it it doesn't sound fun and that can make me sound negative i don't care it's just i'd rather spend one-on-one time or like with my individual groups of friends if that's possible like i don't want one big thing i'd rather just have my own time with everyone if that makes sense but I am glad that my fiance is having a bachelorette party, though. She deserves to have a little bit more fun than I do. Granted, most of them going are med students, so I'm not too sure what their idea of fun is, but I'm sure they'll they'll figure it out. After those events, you have the bridal shower. Thankfully, I don't have to worry about this, so that's great. But apparently, I need to show up at some point. Uh, get her flowers which is kind of like just weird and embarrassing it's just no one tells you about this shit it's it's just all these traditions you're just supposed to know about them and then finally the last event that comes before the actual event the actual wedding is the rehearsal dinner I don't mean to sound ungrateful but by the time the wedding comes I'm going to be so sick of seeing all these people I feel like it's just going to be one after another and not to mention we're getting married directly in the middle of like the holiday season So we'll have to see everyone even more. So it's just going to get crazy. It's going to get just, I'll have nothing to talk about. Now let's switch the conversation to the things you need to do for the actual wedding. First, you need to do engagement photos for the, for the save the day. What's the point of the save the day? I don't know. Um, The only difference between the save the date and the invitations that I've learned so far is that there are photos of you on the save the date but not on the invitations the invitations are just your name and the information but why not just put out the invitations a little bit sooner i guess i don't know and speaking of the invitations we're directing people on them to our wedding website to rsvp and i know This is just, this is going to be a hassle. I know no one over the age of 60 is going to be able to figure this out. My mother's going to be contacting me nonstop about my great aunt that doesn't know where to go. It's just going to be a nightmare. And another big part of the website is you're supposed to uh, have your gift registry on there. Now, I've lived with my fiance for like six years. We have everything we could possibly need. And the registry items for a wedding are typically like things to furnish a house or a kitchen and I just I don't want that shit you know it's not the 1930s and we're not 19 years old just starting our lives out together if I wanted the fucking silverware I would have bought the silverware but there's a few instances like this where we're just going against tradition and I think instead we're doing something like a honeymoon fund on our website so basically we're just telling 
people to give us money, which I would much rather enjoy compared to like a chip and dip. Now we're not going on a honeymoon directly after our wedding. We're going to wait uh, for the summer. But one thing we had to do in order to get ready for this and the planning for it is we had to get new passports. We let our older passports expire and let me just say the whole experience was completely eye-opening because I now have no faith in humanity. First, you have to go take your picture at like Walgreens or CVS and we're just standing there by the photo department and this guy behind the counter can see us but he's like refusing to help us and he's just like side-eyeing us for like minutes minutes go by and he's just hoping we go away so I started to get pissed off and I pulled down like the white backdrop I'm starting to make like a little bit of I'm starting to make some noise to make sure he he can see us and he saunters over but that was just the beginning. Then we had to go to like the UPS store with all the documentations, the the checks, and then the photos. And there are just these two emo-looking kids just working there. They're the only ones there. And after an unnecessarily long wait there too, this kid finally decides to help us and get these things processed, pushing his his long uh, straightened bangs aside every five seconds. And he goes, "See so your Juan," and we we both were like, "What the fuck?" Like do I look, do I look like a Juan? And my fiance can't help but laugh. Right. And I'm like, no man, there's an, there's an L and an I in there. And it's right in the middle of my name. And it's, it's on the page right in front of him, neatly written in like, not even cursive, just like perfectly handwritten. It's just, I had, I had no hope. Then the devil worshiping uh, girl next to him is dealing with some dude who's kind of flipping out about the fact that he has to pay like $2 to print something out. And it was, it was getting crazy in there. Things were getting heated. These two didn't know what the fuck was going on. And I walked out of there just thinking, man, there's no way in hell we're getting these passports back. We just wasted like 200 bucks and that's it. We're not going on a trip. You know, I, if this is the way things are headed, there's, there's no, there's no way we're going on a honeymoon. There's no way we're getting these back. Now, every step of the way in terms of wedding planning, you're constantly getting asked questions by your family about all of the little decisions you're making. Thankfully, I didn't really ask a lot of questions, so I couldn't provide those details to my side of the family. The only thing they knew that I'm really in charge of is the music, and there's still problems with this, which is amazing, if you can believe it. Once people find out that you're in charge of the music, they start getting their, their must-have songs together for you. And God forbid, if you're with them and a good song comes on, they're like, oh, this is on the playlist, right? Like, come on, it's a classic. And you're just like, come on, man, relax, you know? Everything's going to get taken care of. And for the longest time, my dad actually really wanted us to get a band and pushed me on this for a while. But one, the venue just isn't big enough for a band and two I'm not a fan for him he likes the idea of live music which I get but I think a DJ is the way to go a live band needs breaks and they play songs all the way through and personally three minutes into a cover band singing a shitty version of a song you you're ready for a new song right a DJ only plays like the best parts of the song keeps the energy high is low maintenance takes up a small footprint and can go all night and by 9 p.m. I need to hear like ASAP Ferg I need to hear some Kanye some schoolboy Q and I don't think a band can simply provide that for me so 
that's pretty much the worst that I've gotten. But my fiance, other hand, has gotten into some heated arguments about some of the little details with, with other people. But let me preface by saying she's not remotely a bridezilla. She's doing great. But remember to win. I talked about the patience, the patience episode where I talk about the three types of scenarios that would require someone to to respond either like patiently or impatiently and how Miss Grudgy McGee tended to be impatient when it came to er- interpersonal uh, interactions. That's that's exactly what I'm experiencing right now. She's she's doing great though. I love her very much, but sometimes other people share their opinions on these really small like intimate details of all of these different events that are going on and she just blows up and most of the time it's rightfully so the biggest issue we've come across so far is who gets a who gets a plus one i never thought my wedding invite list would be as big as it is you really don't think about it until you're making it and if you have to invite this person then this person has to come and do they get to bring an extra guest and how do you make these decisions how do you justify it and from there you have to talk about like distant relatives and see if they're getting invited and even a step further your parents start creating a list of people to invite and eventually it's just a bunch of people that you distantly know that you're celebrating this this intimate day with and we're fairly private people so i completely understand why this has stood out as a big issue but man does it get messy i just can't wait to see how complicated it starts to become once we start making this this seating chart it's gonna it's gonna get crazy part of me wants to make the seating chart based off really random things like let's stir up the pot a little bit you know let's take advantage of this let's seat x's and pass hookups with current boyfriends and girlfriends and people in the families who hate each other like let's let's get them together you know what about like all the alcoholics you know they're at table nine let's let's go crazy it's just shit like that i just want to see all the drama unfold and my fiance and i can just sit there at the head table and watch it all just come crashing down and burn like evil villains that would be great i know i spent the last like 15 minutes just completely bitching about everything that goes on in the in the wedding planning process but I actually am really looking forward to to the event and to the big day. And there's still a lot of stuff that I need to do, but the things I find myself worrying about are really things that are that are out of my control. You know, they're like family feuds or bad weather or emotional drunk speeches I'm not prepared for. But that all comes with the territory. But it'll be a, a fun day. And just eloping sounds really good right now. We've actually talked about it a lot. But I think looking back, we'll forget about these little planning dilemmas that we're running into and hopefully just be able to remember the highlights of of the actual day i think it'll be really good with all that said i've got some wedding invitations that i've got to stuff maybe i should plug the podcast a little bit and all the invitations that i'm feeling to get a few subscribers she'll never know she's in la right now saving lives so this could be a, a good opportunity to grow the channel you never know so But anyways, I appreciate you and I will talk to you next week. 